Thank you so much for being here and for taking the time to answer some questions for us and spend the time with us. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's, it's a delight. First, just kind of a more general question. Uh, what is the ARPANET and how did its development re revolutionize communications and give rise to the Internet? So the ARPANET, <coughs> um, it's the precursor to the Internet. It was started in the 1960s. Uh, by a band of curious computer scientists who were really interested in just experimenting in uh, computer networking. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was funded by the Defense Department uh, by an agency called the Advanced Research Projects Agency, which is what ARPA mm -hmm. is. And uh, it was uh, started as just sort of one computer, first in LA and then uh, in Los Angeles and then up in San Francisco and then across the country. Before long, there were 12 whole nodes to this mm -hmm. network and then it just grew and grew as a computer networking experiment. Mm -hmm. And it was all one network and then in so that was in the 60s, and then in 1973, a very important paper was written on a new protocol for communication between networks, and that became the internet. Technology innovators like Alexander Graham Bell, Steve Jobs, and Bill Gates are household names, um, yet the scientists and engineers who designed and built the ARPANET are unknown to most Americans. Why do you think that is? Here's the reason is that it really was a group, a truly group effort. The ARPANET was computer scientists in Boston, the, the Defense Department people in Washington, the computer researchers in LA. Mm -hmm. it, was a, it, was a, it was a group of people. Mm -hmm. But there is no one name Thankfully, I have to say thankfully that um, that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think that the engineers and scientists involved in creating the ARPANET and the internet had any uh, foresight about the ethical dilemmas that <laughs> might arise from internet usage in today's world, like surveillance or artificial intelligence, um, what they were thinking when they were actually developing that Absolutely technology? not. Absolutely not. Not a clue. Mm -hmm. uh, they, first of all, they didn't know that it would grow the way it did. There was no commercialization, no commercial traffic on the internet until like 1989. I don't even think it was mm -hmm. approved for commercial traffic. Um, and I think it never in their worst nightmares would have occurred to them some of the ethical questions that have arisen, um, some real scourges that have um, surfaced um, because of the internet. So it's both a miracle, it's also a blight, mm -hmm. um, it ruins lives. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, when do you think that it started to transform into just more of this simple non-commercial use into what we see today, how internet has taken over a lot of things in our lives? Um, early 90s, we started seeing um, spam for the first time. That's when porn started to started to sort of rear its head, and uh, um, the really kind of ugly side of humanity started to like come out in mm -hmm. force mm -hmm. in as early as the '90s. And then, concurrent with that, 
um, Amazon, which was started in 1994, which no one gave, you know, mm -hmm. two wits about. Uh, um, it started to sort of take over in a much more gradual way. What would you want current college students who have always lived with the internet to know about the time when society was first transitioning to the internet? What I would like people to know is how awkward online communication was back then mm -hmm. and now how it's flipped. Mm -hmm. You know, it was very awkward to talk to someone online. People were very uncomfortable about it. Um, and now it's awkward to uh, actually have face-to-face -face interactions. I think that's all the questions that I have, so thank you again. Oh, you're so welcome.